0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, your ears are about to tickle. You are listening to a podcast with two friends sharing their opinions and their love about things they enjoy. This is the Disaster Party Podcast. Whoa. Daddy. Let's get in. Oh, oh, Daddy, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let them boys explain. It's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And that's the disaster party, boys, telling you go do it now. Oh, oh, daddy, it's your boy Andy Bivian's. It's B I V I A N S for I am the one true. Oh, daddy, a Bivian's I and C your American icon. And here we have another episode of No Thy Neighbor. With me today, I'd like to introduce the man, CJ. What's up, man?
1: I am good. Yeah. um, Never been on a podcast in my life. So, a little.
0: Oh, this is awesome. (laughs) We're going to have some fun today, then. Yes. (laughs) So how are you, man? Um, Good?
1: A little nervous, but I'm good. Uh, Life's been a little back and forth, so it's just been kind of, you know, everything, everywhere all the time. So it's good to, like, chill and just chat, you know.
0: All right. There you go. Yeah. Cool. So then I'm going to start off with the first question. Okay. Hardest question of them all. Hope you're ready for it. I'm ready. Are you happy?
1: I'd like to say I am. Um, There are aspects of my life at this moment where I could be happier, but I do have a lot of things in life to be thankful for and to be very happy about. So I'd say yes.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, What makes you happiest the most?
1: Making people, I I was going to say making people laugh, but not just laugh, you know, just making people feel good and entertaining them and you know, distracting them for like two seconds in a day, you know, that's something that I definitely, definitely enjoy.
0: All right. That's dope. Um, what would you say? So let's go to like your earliest childhood memories. What would you say your most impactful childhood memory was?
1: Most impactful was my trips to Washington DC with my grandparents okay. and um, I got to shake George Bush's hand which was kind of cool yeah. <laughs> yeah wait hold on what yeah. well cuz he is friends with somebody in the Secret Service who is retired now uh-huh. but, um, yeah we used to have dinners with them not George Bush but yeah with this, um, the guy who he's friends with who ended up going in the Secret Service him and his wife um, and I, I was just always like, oh, my, my granddad's friend. And then I heard the story as a like a teenager. I'm like, I'm at the Secret Service. <laughs> and I also shook George Bush's hand when I went to Washington, D.C. I got to stand at the podium. I got pictures somewhere.
0: That's yeah. wild. That's awesome. Yeah. How old were you when you went?
1: I was 9 or 10, around there.
0: <laughs> I, I, was,
1: I was a child. Um, so I, I wasn't able to appreciate it, but... I still had a very good time and it I definitely hearing the story after the fact was kind of like that's who I met Oh, okay cool like that's yeah. dope
0: that's wild yeah
1: it was fun and uh, a lot of good memories uh, a lot of good trips as a kid um, I, I was never wanting for anything as a child which was it's always good you know that's what I want for my kids in the future so
0: yeah that's I'll always, cool i'll always like those memories yeah. <laughs> that's awesome yeah i can't say i've ever shaken the president's hand before so that's <laughs> that's really cool it's, uh, yeah
1: <laughs> knowing that now is kind of a different feeling i was just like this strange man in a suit because <laughs> i was not political as a 10 year old you know
0: <laughs> but, yeah that's really cool so like you did you have like you went to the white house to like visit them or did you have like dinners in the white house or? We went
1: on a white house tour. Um, we had dinner. This was one of the times we had dinner with, um, his friend from the secret service and his wife. Um, they gave, they gave us a little presidential ornament for our tree on Christmas, which is cool. Um, and then we did an entire white house tour. And I remember there was one thing that stood out because it made me feel like a little adult at the time because I was the only one actually listening. As, as a kid, everybody else was just going because it was a school trip or something. Yeah. You know? Um, but I was just actually, I was, like, looking listening. I was doing the little chart uh, games on the little pamphlets and stuff. I was <laughs> loving it. That's um, awesome. But, yeah, it was a fun
0: time. That's was, cool. That's um, cool. So what would you say as a kid, what was your uh, worst slash uh, most difficult moments of your life?
1: Definitely the most difficult was um, probably... Uh, my just as a situation, my relationship with my mother was probably a little difficult um, barely saw her. Uh, most of the memories that I have of her are like two seconds and fairly negative and um you know a lot of the stuff about her I didn't find out till she passed, you know which was mm-hmm. at a very young age. I think it was like thirteen fourteen uh, oh, I'm not sorry too to young that. but still fairly young um. And uh, that was probably, like, the most traumatic experience of my life as a child, you know, uh, early on. Um, But I did gain a relationship with my two youngest sisters after that, which was cool. Because they reached out to me after the funeral, um, because they had a separate one in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And we had one here, because they can't, obviously. So, um, after their funeral, they called me, and we just haven't really stopped talking since then. Uh, at least my second youngest.
0: You know. Oh, that's cool. It's always cool to have a relationship with your sisters. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, family is definitely cool. Um, definitely, I wouldn't say all family is cool, but you know the aspect of a family and doing stuff for your kin and and you know just out of sheer love is always a good feeling.
0: Were you uh, were you closer with your dad or?
1: I was really closer with my grandparents than my actual parents. Okay. Uh, yeah, my dad, he wasn't really around, and he was a little rocky start, as far as a father goes, so he wasn't really around too much. Um, really, and as far as like from like eight months old, I was with my grandparents.
0: Okay, okay. Um, with your sisters, did you ever have a relationship with your sisters when you were younger, or did it kind of just? It, it,
1: it was really we were separate um, until like they turned about fourteen and sixteen. You okay know? um and then they started actually reaching out trying to call me every day and that's when i was actually starting to work so i was busy didn't really talk to them too much and then mom died oh
0: yeah okay well let's uh let's switch to a uh, happier moment <laughs> Sorry. Let's, Uh no 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 <laughs> i i'd love to hear stuff like that because um i resonate with that you know um me and my sister, I think we had a, we, I mean, we had a bond when we were younger, but we had a bond, a bigger bond growing up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I definitely resonate with that. Um, what would you say is one of your happiest moments as a child?
1: Happiest moments as a child? Um, oddly enough, is is one with my dad. Um, fishing with him at this gigantic waterfall. Um, and me and him just kind of... He was teaching me how to fish... Um, like big fish, you know, cause I'm, I'm a, I was a sunny fisher, you know, as okay. tiny, tiny little guys near the, near the bed. But, um, he was teaching me to actually like go for like larger fish. Couldn't tell you what the hell fish we were fishing for because I was not listening. I was just enjoying the view and, you know, watching my dad fish and just talking with him. And that was one of few very positive memories as a kid with my dad.
0: That's, That's awesome. awesome.
1: He wasn't, he's not a villain or anything. You know? Yeah. Doesn't click.
0: You okay. Know? No, understandable. But, uh,
1: definitely one of my more happy memories uh, as a kid. I, I think on it often.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what would you say overall is your biggest fear?
1: My biggest irrational fear is heights. Um, okay. Actually, no. That's second, water. I'm actually very scared of water. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, swimming pools, bathtubs, fine. You know, rivers and stuff, maybe. Lakes, pond, or eh. lakes, oceans, and and anything in between, hate it. I don't even like going on boats.
0: Really? Yeah, did, absolutely hate it. Did you have like uh, a, an experience with it where like it it kind of changed? I, that?
1: Unless I drowned as a kid and nobody told me, you know. But <laughs> I, I never figured out why the hell I I got this fear, you know. Everything else, I'm fine with the dark. You know, as a kid, I was a little bit, but who wasn't? Yeah. You know, uh, really anything else, I can just I can just like shake it off and keep going. But heights and water, like open water, can't do them.
0: That's wild. Can't do them. I understand heights. Um, heights. I mean, depending on how you how high you get up, then you start looking down. You're just like, oh wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there in the next couple of seconds i would be dead <laughs> <laughs> what's uh what's
0: what's the best advice you've ever received
1: best advice i've ever received is um don't think too hard on what others think about you
0: oh that's a bar that is yeah. a bar all right
1: you know not not keep it out of your mind but also don't let it influence who you are as a person like obviously if you're being a dick or, do we curse yeah you? yeah right. yeah yeah if you're being a dick Somebody's going to tell you and, you know. Listen to them. You know, don't just do whatever you want, but also don't be a doormat. So that's how I interpreted it. And it, it resonated with me for a long time. And it got me out of wanting attention to wanting to give people a break. In, in, in my form of how I want to be an entertainer. You know, okay, instead of being like. Me, it's more like you. And I, I, I just, I want to give people a couple seconds of not giving a crap about anything, you know? So, I feel like once I started thinking like that, I started doing more um, as far as, like, entertainment, you know?
0: Okay. So, what, have y'all, what, you, what, you, what did you do in entertainment?
1: I did, I, I got into uh, singing in high school and college, and I did a couple plays in college as well, which was fun. Didn't really do too much with it afterward, but it definitely opened up my, like, creative minds, okay. being like, hey, I can make stuff on my own, and people might like it, so that's when I really started doing YouTube, and uh, started being more present on my social medias, and you know, I'm still very small, I'm under a 100 followers on YouTube right now, um, I got about 200 and something on TikTok, so I'm, I'm a small creator, but I still have fun, and people like it. All right. So if more people end up liking it, great. If not, I, I don't need to be famous.
0: You know?
1: <laughs> I just want somebody to remember me and be like, hey, that helped. Thank you. you
0: Facts. Know? I dig that. Yeah. So I'm going to do this again at the end so that way you guys hear it twice. Disaster Party Peoples, I know y'all rock with us. We rock with him. So let them know where they can find you on uh, YouTube and TikTok.
1: Yep. So on YouTube, it's It's Something Funny. It's spelled very weird. I did this when I was like 12. Um, but it's I T Z S zero M E thing funny. It's so weird. That yeah, awesome. It's, it's gonna be a lot easier <laughs> for you to just click that link um, later on. So that's,
0: that's fantastic. Something.
1: And then on TikTok is Leonine Loser. Um, okay, that's when I started growing my hair out. I'm like, ooh, I feel like a lion. So I was just like, fuck it. Um, but yeah, so Leonine Loser on TikTok, and it's something funny on YouTube
0: facts all right yeah we're gonna drop the uh links in the comments or in the uh description so you guys can click it if you're on youtube you can click it you could find him if you're on tiktok and watching this we'll put it in um we'll put it in the show link so you as soon as you click the show you could see it uh definitely follow him subscribe to him it's gonna be awesome i promise you that um so let's talk about like big world things that happened. Uh, do you remember an experience of where you were either, you know, um, during like a recession or during 9-11 at all?
1: I was a child. I was an absolute child at that time. Not a thought in my head about the political or socio economic issues of the world. And I just knew everybody was sad, so I had to be sad.
0: Okay. So,
1: I mean, obviously I know and, you know, appreciate – the situation for what it is, um, now. But at the time I, I didn't, you know, I was, uh, very in my own head at that point of my life. So I didn't really focus on any external things.
0: Understandable.
1: Um, as far as like a recession, again, like I said, I, I wanted for nothing as, as a kid, you know, I was, I was lucky, you know, I had that privilege as a kid that <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed and could have done a lot more with. But um Yeah, I never really had to worry, which I really thank my grandparents for. Okay. They they made it so I didn't have to be scared or sad or concerned about my future, you know? And uh I I, I really appreciate them for that. You know, okay. that, that's really all I have to say on that is uh I, I got lucky, you know?
0: Okay. Yeah. So, um, who would you say your favorite grandparent was?
1: <laughs> can we cut this? Or <laughs> no. No, yeah, no. <laughs> listen, you can. No, my, um, my grandmother, she she coddled the crap out of me. So
0: <laughs>
1: I, but my granddad was tough love, you know? I appreciate him, but, like, me and my grandmother always clicked. We laughed. We bullshitted, you know? First time I cursed comfortably around her, she was like, but then she was just, like, cool with it. And then we – it just – as I grew up, it just – it became a little bit stronger of a connection, more like instead of just being family, we also had a friend bond, you know, where we could talk. Okay. And um, I, so I would say her.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right.
1: If I had to choose.
0: If you had to yes. choose. I mean, we all know that you love them equally. Oh, yeah. Trust me, I remember going to grandma's house and getting them fresh cookies and grandpa would be like, nah, he had enough. She'd be like, "Go on, baby, you need to eat. (laughs) Um, Is there anybody that you can say you compare yourself to and or look up to? If so, why?
1: I would say I probably have two. Answers for that, if that's okay. Okay, yeah. The Floor is yours. I probably compare myself to, not in a positive way, is my dad. Um, there, there's not a whole lot that I'm doing now that he hasn't already been doing. Okay. And it feels like every day I'm getting more and more like him, not in the best way. Okay. You know? So I, I, fight that a lot. Um, but I'd say somebody I look up to a lot is my cousin, uh, Vito. He is uh he's in the military at the moment he doesn't really talk to me, but I do know he's doing a lot of decent stuff at the moment he's he's engaged that's um, awesome yeah he's he's moving out of his place he's he's uh actually keeping it renting it out and finding a new place so that's awesome he's very successful and uh very awesome guy and I'm very proud of him so
0: that's cool yeah. shout, shout out to Vito knows. oh yeah shout thank out. you for your services man um what is uh, your unbreakable dream?
1: My unbreakable dream, um, and I've had it for a while, is okay. I want to eventually live comfortably enough to open up an animal sanctuary and also live on it, you know, like so That's I can give dope. them full-time care okay. as well as, you know, open it up to the public and show people the proper, you know, care and respect that the animals need, you know? And to show people like where these animals go when they're neglected and not taken care of you know
0: so are we talking like dogs and cats or are we talking like lions tigers and bears oh my
1: oh my <laughs> that's uh, awesome like at at some point i would like to have individual sanctuaries you know because certain animals need certain things and certain areas are not great for that so having individual environments for these individual animals would be great That's down the line. My main goal is to have a place where I can protect and maintain the lives of, you know, down-on-their-luck creatures of all kinds, you know? Okay. Yeah. Definitely been thinking about that since I was about, like, 16, 17.
0: That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. When you say you want to help people or take people out of situations, like, you could see through, like, your dreams and stuff, like, that's... Where you're trying to go, and like that's yeah. awesome. We need a lot more people like that because yeah. there's so many people out there now that are just like, All right, what can I get out of this? You know what I mean? There's never anybody that's like giving back, so I think that's really dope. Um, have you ever had a near death experience? Um,
1: I don't think so, actually. Again, okay. I've been pretty lucky. Okay, okay, um, I mean, that's good that no, you have. You know what, no, actually. This guy came from me getting hit by a car. <laughs> I forgot about that.
0: Wait, hold on. Time out. Pause. <laughs> pause, pause. Pause. That's a near-death experience yeah. to me. I mean,
1: I was, I, was, I was loose the entire time. I didn't feel like it was a near-death experience. It felt just like a bullshit thing that happened. He dipped. He absolutely just ran away. What a dick. Yeah. Um, I was on my bike in the middle of the night, and I did a little Charlie Brown football kick flip. You know, like the whole, (laughs) and uh, landed in some rocks. This is the only thing, and then a couple down here. That's that's it. That I that I got from that.
0: Oh man! Um,
1: But I don't know who the officer is. But there's a certain officer that comes in in case somebody is dead. Uh And like somebody called him in, being like, "Yeah, we don't know." So.
0: (laughs) That's wild.
1: So I guess, yeah. I always thought of a near-death experience as like life flashing before my eyes. This is it. I'm ready.
0: I mean, I
1: was, I was awake for the entire thing and it sucked. Oh,
0: yeah. Did you did you um, break any other bones or did you like have a concussion or I
1: bruised a hip and sprained a toe?
0: <laughs> Wait, hold on. I bruised
1: a hip and sprained a toe. I bruised a hip where I got hit and I sprained a toe, but I got steel toe boots on at the time. So I was good. But I, I went like, good, bam, on the ground and into a rock. So, yo, yeah, but I did not hit my head. Thank
0: God. Well, that, that's it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. We are, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Disaster Party podcast, we are talking to the real life Superman over here. Okay. Unbreakable. Um, un, literally, the <laughs> definition of unbreakable. Oh, that's that's why. Wa- I mean, I'm <laughs> glad you're okay, but that's me too. wild. Me,
1: me, too. My girlfriend at the time was freaking out. She booked it down the road because I was like five minutes from home. You know, I was five minutes from home and she just booked it down the road in her car and was like, where is he? Like, she pushed through.
0: Like,. <laughs> I can't even imagine the conversation of being like, "Hey, babe, I just got hit by a car."
1: I did I a I was on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Where'd my phone go?" And they, somebody picked it up from like it, it went. You know, but um,
0: wait. So you had your phone on you? Yeah. Was Was it one of them 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 next to no, the lot next nextel joints that like were unbreakable back in no, the day? Or? No,
1: it was an iPhone.
0: It was an, it was iPhone. an
1: iPhone. Spider webs. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. Immediately, um, it
1: worked, still worked. So, yeah.
0: Well, I'm glad you're here today to tell that story. But I'm, ah, wow, that's wild.
1: I I tend to forget unless I look at it. I'm like, oh yeah, I got the. It's like, wait a second. Because this is almost two years back now.
0: Oh, oh, so this is recent.
1: This is Arizona. Oh wow. Yeah.
0: That and did they ever find the guy or no?
1: No, I had to pay out of pocket because I didn't have insurance at the time. So that sucked. Yeah. What a
0: dick. Oh, yeah. that's oh. I got some
1: things to say about him but I won't.
0: Understandable. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Um so switching to well, kind of staying on that same path. Have you ever had any supernatural experiences?
1: So, I don't I don't really like think I believe in supernatural. I just think of like I, or I call it like not supernatural, I would think of it more as like unexplained.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um I I have a lot of experiences that I can't explain. Some are just like normal, like, you know, something just fell perfectly. I'm like, well, you know.
0: That's, okay. That's
1: so coincidental are we in the Matrix? What's going on? You know, <laughs> those little specific circumstances. But as far as like seeing something and not knowing what it is. Yeah. Or seeing something that people say they've seen before. Not really. You know, personally, I haven't really. Um, I used to be very into it um, when I was, like, I was into hunting cryptids as a kid. Okay. Hunting cryptids. I just went out into the woods and tried looking for them, you know? <laughs>
0: but,
1: um, at that time, I I believed everything was something, you know? Everything was something supernatural, like, oh, oh, man, that squirrel looked at me funny. It must be a shapeshifter, you know, like that. Okay. of everything is something mystical. And not that nothing is, I just haven't seen anything. So I can't say that. You know, it's fact. It's just something I don't know yet.
0: That's cool. That keeps your mind uh that keeps your mind very creative. Oh yeah. You know, oh, and yeah. opened.
1: As a kid I, I definitely did a lot of like artwork and stuff on just stuff that I thought about, you know.
0: That's cool. Stories, stuff. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. Um what would you say your most cherished memory was? My most cherished memory.
1: Um Took me a minute. Sorry. Yeah, take your time. I, um, I recently lost my dog when I moved because I couldn't afford to keep her. Mm. And um, I had a uh, very kind person come through and take her in. And she's very comfortable. I'm happy about that. But um, it sucked. She was uh, definitely a beacon of light in my life for a while because my grandparents were going through cancer. Um, ah. They both passed in October, about, and not this October, um, about t- or
0: 2019.
1: Okay. Um, And she was around. She was, like, one of the few things I still had in my life at that time because at that point I just didn't have anything to keep me in New York. So I took her and I left, and she was just definitely the best thing around in my life for the longest time. I, I would say she as a whole is my most cherished memory she's recent but i think about her constantly and every single like almost every single day
0: that's awesome what was her name
1: pebbles pebbles yeah that's awesome
0: Mm -hmm. what type of uh, dog was she
1: pure goldie ah nice nice. she came from um, a breeder friend that we went to this family campground with yeah so we had her mom pumpkin and she came and uh Like, they met each other for, like, the first time after she was born at camp. And, oh, my God. Like, she was
0: all... (laughs) (laughs) And
1: then just dropped belly up. Like, I I think she knew, at least that they knew each other. Not that it was her mom. But, you know, I always thought that was cute. That's awesome. She's just just a living good memory, you know? Like, she's still around. She is very comfortable in Phoenix right now. I just... The number of the people... That took her in. I don't have it anymore.
0: And uh, I have no idea
1: how to get it. Because it was on my iPhone and I don't have my iCloud access anymore. And, yeah. uh,
0: If you guys are seeing this and you know this man and you have his dog, reach out. I know y'all got if his number. Dog.
1: No I know y'all got his <laughs> number.
0: Reach out. Let yeah. this man know his dog's doing. Uh,
1: by, some, by some coincidence that that happens, I'd be overjoyed. I haven't seen or heard anything about her in going on two years now and it sucks
0: do you remember what the owner's <laughs> name was no
1: I think john that's all i remember ah uh,
0: yeah john uh, damn it reach out john. to this man um, <laughs>
1: because he has my old number that's the thing i don't have that number anymore so uh, i haven't had that number like three numbers ago because that was the number that i had when my ex kind of gave me a phone gotcha and took it away out of hate after we were exes you know so
0: understandable understandable
1: um after that i kind of haven't really had access to that account and can't get that number back well
0: at the end of this episode we're gonna put all of your information so john if you see this find this man find this man um would you say that that was your biggest regret in life, or do you think there's another letting one? Letting go of my dog? Yeah. Definitely.
1: Okay. Most definitely. I have a lot of regrets in my life, um, but what I feel was good for her, but also bad for her and me, was letting her go. Because I've had her since she was a puppy, and then just within days, she was gone. Uh. You know? So... And, like, as I left her, I had to get immediately on a plane.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Um, so you didn't even have her that long, I right? I did not. I
1: had her for, well, she was six. So I had okay. her for six years. But um, before, like, from the time of knowing she has a place to stay and giving her to that person, it, it was almost instant.
0: I hated oh, wow. It. Yeah. Um, that is definitely
1: my biggest regret. Uh, damn.
0: John, give him his dog back. <laughs> no, <laughs> give him his like, dog back. No,
1: I regret it, but I know it's better for her there. That's the thing. It's like it sucks, but it's the best thing for her, you know?
0: All right, John. You, you, you can keep you the dog. Pebbles.
1: You got her. You're good.
0: But at least send this man some video or some yeah. pictures or some shit. Do something. <laughs> um, like a Christmas car. Right? <laughs> Put the little Santa hat and the elf hat on. Oh, hell yeah. Um, what would you say your, uh, your biggest drive slash motivation is in life?
1: um the pursuit of happiness as a whole is probably my biggest drive um, for myself and others okay I I can get angry very easily and uh, when that happens I regret it immediately and because uh, that's not who I want to be I want to be the person that helps people not be upset anymore not upset them further so when I do something like that I'm just like ah. but yeah so I would say like the pursuit of Happiness, my mine and others, is my biggest goal.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. That's dope. Um, so where do you see yourself within? So we'll have three different ones: in five years, ten years, and like retirement.
1: Five years, um, hopefully Syracuse. With my, at that time going to be wife because. You know, okay. I, um, I absolutely love my girlfriend. It's only been six months, but it feels like forever at this point. You know, we see each other pretty frequently for the distance, you know, Syracuse.
0: That's awesome. Um,
1: so definitely married with her in our house and uh, starting our next chapter, you know. Like within five years, I'm, that's my goal is to okay. be out there with her and her kid. So
0: that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, What advice would you give your younger self? Stop chasing girls and stay in school. Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. They don't
1: want you yet. (laughs) (laughs) You need school, bro. Just do your homework, dude. (laughs) No, that my biggest thing. I hated school and I needed it so bad, you know? A lot of the stuff I learned is just secondhand stuff, and it's, like, just learned to do my own taxes, you know, three, four years ago. Okay. Yeah. It's bad Um, because I've had somebody to help me with it ever since, you know, or or before that. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I just – to just based on what I was saying,
0: <laughs> I think like everything that we do and everything we learn in life is like our own journey, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we all arrive there at different times and different paths, but all right,
1: yeah. Um, I don't know, I did, I again, like I said, I have a lot of regrets, you know, but they all led me here to where I am with who I'm with and the people I'm around, so I can't complain. You know? Okay. Dumb things I do. Everybody does dumb things when they're young, you know?
0: Fair. So, but, uh, yeah. Definitely What um uh, my homework, though. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, so, I've asked this question to multiple people, and I think I'm going to keep this on the uh, Know Thy Neighbor episodes. Yeah. Um, I have a certain view on when I hear it being said to me, and... As I ask this to different people, my perspective on it changes somewhat. I still have the same core value on it, but it changes to be a little less lighter. Um, What is your feeling or what is your perspective on somebody telling you to be realistic?
1: Um, Definitely makes me want to like... Put them through a wall. (laughs) Like, how how are you going to tell me what's realistic for my own life and my path, you know? Like, I I just, I I don't believe in telling somebody what they can't do. Rather, supporting them in what they want to try and do. If they fail, they learn, you know? But if you're going to tell them that they're going to fail immediately and they internalize that, then what did that accomplish besides limiting a path for somebody, you know? I I don't believe in telling somebody to an extent, you know, somebody's gonna be Fair. I'm gonna be the president one day, you know, relative to I wanna be the president right now. Like you're six, you're not you know
0: You're not you're gonna, gonna listen, be president and, right now, you know. But one day being the president by all means,
1: <laughs> but you know, somebody saying they wanna be an artist and the, and the parents or, or family in general or friends are just like, Come on, dude, really? Like what are you gonna what are you gonna get with an art degree or something like that? You know? Um Who knows what they're going to get with that art degree, you know, they they could be doing something like this. They could be running uh, a conglomerate, you know, of some kind uh, as far as like social media in general goes. But, you know, starting from somewhere and working towards whatever your goal is, you know, I don't believe you should let anybody tell you what is realistic in in your in your path in life. You know,
0: I 1000 percent agree with that wholeheartedly, awesome. um, so I got one more question for you. This has been awesome. I've definitely learned so many things about you, yeah. especially shaking the hand of the President of the United States of America oh, yeah. and fucking John
1: George Bush. If you're watching, <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: but yeah,
0: um, yeah, come back and shake this man's hand again. Definitely. And definitely then take a picture with us it'll be awesome um so last but not least uh what would you say is one thing that um one moment or one uh key phrase or somebody talking to you that has changed the trajectory that changed the trajectory of your life a phrase that somebody has said to me? Either a phrase or a moment that's happened.
1: I mean there's there's a few small ones just cuz I internalize everything. So, okay. You know, that's the thing is is for a while I just anything anybody ever said to me I was like, "Okay. Okay. That's that's the right thing. I'm going to think that now." You know? Okay. A sheep. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, I mean, but I would say one is um it was in school, and it was this dude who suspiciously looks like an older version of me That I don't, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> like, looking at what he looked like, I'm just like, ooh, that, that could be me later on. Um, he called me a retarded in the middle of class. And I internalized that so hard for like a year and a half being like, I ain't nothing but a dumb little special needs kid. Because I was, I was in uh, special needs courses at that time. Um... And he straight up called me retarded. He did not keep his job.
0: <laughs> I, wait, hold on, hold on. That, a, his job. that was a teacher?
1: That was that was like a teaching aide. He, was, he wasn't the actual <laughs> teacher. He was a teaching aide that was in the class with us. Um, like three days out of the week.
0: I don't understand that. Like uh, you're I, working with I can, kids. I can
1: only assume he was on his last freaking straw, you know. And something I said or something somebody else said just got him and he just... But there, there's no... That is not me advocating for him to say what he said to me. No, absolutely not. Not at all. But (laughs) I get it. (laughs) You know, I wouldn't do it personally, but I get how somebody could get to that point. I just also don't understand how you could say that to a kid, especially when you're helping in a special needs course. Yeah. You know.
0: So how did how did how did you pull yourself out of that? Like
1: I told my grandparents. Okay. I just internalized that, and I was like, "Yeah, I got called retarded today in the middle of class," and they're like, "By who?" And it became a thing, and he lost his job. But uh, yeah, I, I even after he was gone, I, I just internalized that for like a year and a half, and um, it took my granddad telling me like, "Don't ever listen to what people are telling you," you know. Um, he wasn't the one that told me like, like don't think too hard on what others tell you he, he was always like don't give a fuck, like don't give a crap yeah what people think about you and that he internalized that hard and I guess it helped me get out of that zone um, when he started talking to me like that when he was just like he did he basically had that suck it up attitude don't listen to other people and I didn't get it at first but it started to resonate later on you know so it got, it got me out of that funk of like'm I'm, I'm nothing but a dumb kid you know.
0: So is that like, um, is that like what kind of motivates you now to kind of like, because earlier you said like you want, you want to, you want to entertain people, you want to kind of like take their minds. I completely understand that because that's my way of thinking as well, um, where you just want to take people's minds away for like two or three minutes or like 20 minutes or however long you can. Um, Is that like a big, was that like a big motivator for you to get into doing that or?
1: In in the back of my mind, I could probably see it having some influence. I, I can't say that I directly thought of it as a driving point, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it molded me into thinking that way. At it that, uh, it was pretty early in my life when I decided that I wanted to like entertain people, you know. So, I, I, I yes,
0: <laughs> I okay. guess you could say it did. All right, that's dope.
1: That's... I'll, I'll just drone, man. I'll just keep going. It, that yes will be like two minutes long, you know?
0: Hey, if you want, go for it. <laughs> but, um, yeah,
1: I, I, I could say that it did. It did kind of like drive me to want to be a more positive influence in just people's lives in general.
0: Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. You have now heard, 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 heard. This is why we're the disaster party podcast disaster-ish um we let it all out <laughs> but um thank you for joining us here definitely. uh this, this has been fun last. this has been very uh motivating and eye-opening and uh i appreciate you opening up to us and opening up to the disaster party fans definitely um so let them know again where they can find you john where you can send that fucking picture <laughs> send the fucking picture well, uh <laughs> Um, let them know where they can find you, follow you, your socials. Uh, we'll put it down in the description so that way you guys can click it, follow him. Uh, we'll throw it up on socials. We'll tag you. And then, you know, um, we'll have our people share your stuff, you know?
1: Definitely. So YouTube, it's something funny spelt the weird way I told you before. (laughs) And we'll have that in the link probably, right? Yep. Awesome. So I'm not going to spell it again. (laughs) Um, and then Leonine Loser on TikTok. And then John. God, I hope that's your name. CJ wolfie 200 on Instagram. Y'all can follow me there, too, if you want. Um, but, yeah. That's
0: it. Send him the picture. Nah. Send, send the, the
1: Christmas cards, please.
0: <laughs> Christmas card With you. the hat on with it. We hat. want the hat. It needs to have the hat. And Definitely. the jingle. Um, so, as always, please like, share, rate, review, subscribe to all things Disaster Party Podcast. Uh, follow us on YouTube so you can see our pretty faces. And thank you for joining us. As always, I am the one true whoa daddy, Andy Bivians. This is my buddy, CJ. And we are out. Bye-bye.